You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! Today I have two very special guests on to Hey Mitch. It is Natalie and Tara of the Natalie and Tara YouTube channel. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> the both of you uh, are incredible content creators and also filmmakers. What is it that you are doing right now to occupy your time during this time <laughs> of Corona? I mean, I saw one of your latest videos is uh, the spoof of the Lumberjack song, but it's uh, I'm in quarantine, I believe. Yeah. That was pretty great. I mean, are you, are, is, is that what you're spending your time doing, trying to come up with uh, new content like that? Uh, yeah. Now that we've figured out that we, we've already owned a green screen that we gave up on like eight years ago right now. Like we tried to green screen ourselves and we couldn't figure it out and then we just gave up on it forever. Yeah, it went terribly. <laughs> it went so bad. And now we're like, well, let's try again. And now that we've kind of got it working, the the floodgates of song parodies has opened. <laughs> and now they keep telling me, oh, I wrote another one. Oh, I wrote another one. And they're all involving a green screen. <laughs> Well, because we're not together, so it's kind right. of interesting. We hit, like, there was this lag for a while of us not doing any new content because we didn't really know how to do it. And then we finally, I think last week, figured out how to hit that stride and make content together while we're social distancing. <laughs> so how difficult was it to to make that particular video? I mean, obviously, you were in two different places, and 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 having to collab- collaborate uh, in such a way that not only did it have to you know, feel like both of you, but it also had to have good timing, so to speak. I mean, obviously, I understand you you filmed it at two different places at two different times and stuff like that, but it's still got to be a lot of editing and uh, hard work in that way. I guess there's like two different sides to what's the hardest part of that. I mean, mine would be on mostly it's all, all on the front end because Tara does all the editing. So for me, it was I had to go, I'm on a ranch in the middle of nowhere trying to film this thing. I've got no internet connection and I'm handing a camera to my boyfriend and saying, wait, no, point it this way. <laughs> and, and then making a fool of myself out in front of the cows. So. <laughs> well, and you did all, you did all the heavy lifting on writing that song and coming up with the lyrics and putting that song together too. So you did all the front pre-pro stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once she... And just kind of the, the matter of course of how we're doing things now is like I tell her to, you know, you film your stuff first, you do your f- stuff first, and then I'll match my stuff to your stuff. So even when it comes down to like thumbnails, like I let her go first for the picture, she sends me the picture and then I match what I'm doing to her picture so that it kind of is cohesive still. Mm-hmm. So all the, she sent me a bunch of footage and I like looked through all of her takes and goes, okay, my character can do this in reaction to her character doing that. So it's kind of a, a, a weird step process of reacting to each other. Did you find it to be like 
more intensive for the pre-work or post-work than normal? Um, I would say the pre-work was a little bit different because since we normally film together, we're troubleshooting it as we go. Mm-hmm. And since Tara's doing the post, she's got an idea in her head while while we're filming. But so I had to try to, first we had to have a conversation about it and I had to try to interpret that in real, you know, to, into my world while, I, while she wasn't there. And then also... Um, try to think like Tara, what is she going to need? What is she going to want in this? Will this angle work for her? What she, you know, those kind of things are a little bit interesting to have to like think through since we're so used to just working side by side. Yeah. It's definitely more careful, smaller steps at a time. I think at least for me, I'm like small, small stepping forward. Like, okay, if we do this, then I have to move this piece here and then I got to send it to you and we got to talk about it again and go back forward. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little slower, a little, not much. <laughs> okay. So another aspect of your YouTube channel is uh, Natalie and Tara try stuff. Now, obviously you can't go out and try stuff too much anymore. Uh, are, are you going to look more into like getting things mailed to you separately and trying them at home and then space putting the video together like that? Is that, how you, uh, you look at that or like is that an aspect of the the channel you're not going to do anymore no we're doing it okay. oh we're doing it oh it's 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 gonna go down it's and on. glory though <laughs> well it's kind of funny we we have for for quite some time now we function with a month of episodes already so we're a month ahead okay. at a time so we are just this next week going to put out because we jumped with the new one we filmed we just this next week are going to be putting out our last one that's in the can. So we've already, we've, which is kind of weird because we're out in public amongst the people <laughs> and, it's, and it's going to come out tomorrow when everyone's self-isolating. But, uh, I went through last week cause I do all of our pre, um, most of our, almost most of our research. And I went through and just found stuff that we could try together separately. We're going to Skype in together and try to make Kool-Aid pickles because evidently that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to, I think we've come up with an, a way of like Skyping, yet still filming on separate cameras, yet still filming the Skype call because we, there's going to be so much footage. We're going to be filming, yeah. we're going to have the, the, the computers filming the screen, yeah. the cameras filming us. Then we still have our phones to film close-ups, which is somewhat what we did with the MRE episode that we did. Like we did an MRE episode where we both tried, we both had our own MREs in separate houses and we tried it together, but we used the Skype call as our video. And then we had our phones to interject. Though I don't think we, I don't think we use much of that footage. No. And then we could still flip back and forth from cameras. It's just, it's, there's a lot of like, there's more moving parts now. It's crazy. Yeah. Like. And then you're re- you've got to record your audio into oh, yeah. your mic, but also listen to the other person and not use that audio. <laughs> yeah. You have to have headphones on so you don't get bleed from the audio, but then put them, because we have these separate lav mics that go to a separate pack, have those on us, and then yes. put it all in the machine and sync it all together the right way. And then hopefully I build it the right way so that I can actually edit it effectively, but I'm sure I'll make a mistake and spend hours on something really stupid. I guarantee that's coming. I guarantee that's coming. So when you were, you know, starting out with uh, this channel, was this 
it, was there any type of training or research to, to having to do something like this? Like, did you ever have it in your mind that at one point I might have to splice in Skype video and then three different microphones oh. and uh, cell phone video? No. Well, channel was not a plan to begin with. Like no. doing YouTube content was never a thought in either of our minds. It, it being doing the show, the kind of show we're doing, just the tricep show alone, is not something we ever thought about doing before until one fateful day. <laughs> <laughs> and and the beast has grown massively yes. since then. Because I think when we first started, we were just using Tara's phone. And then, and then we started using a camera and we had an external zoom mic and then, and it's like, we just keep adding one thing and one thing. Then we got these love packs and then we got this and now, (laughs) but every time it's funny because we had a, a a new camera. We had, we were functioning with the uh, Lumix GH5 and, but we had it sitting on a shelf for three months because we were, didn't have the time to learn how to use it and we're terrified of it. Oh my God. <laughs> and the learning curve on that sucker, like oh those God. first couple of episodes were pretty rough on the eyes. I aged 10 years in a couple of those episodes. <laughs> 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 and then somehow I got gone again. It's like magic. It's amazing what good lighting will do, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Well, traditionally we're, we're just two, you know, average dumb actors that never really <laughs> thought beyond anything beyond learning lines. And then somehow we found ourselves making YouTube content in like 2008, right? Is that a right number? Seven. No. Oh, and the first six? time? The first time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, Ew. and then, and then we wound up make, we wound up starting writing stuff and then we wrote a short film and then we wound up making that film and we had taken a break from the YouTube channel up for a bit. And then we found ourselves back with the short film thinking like, what are we going to do with this film? after it goes to the film festivals. Like, it's just gonna, who's gonna watch this after it's done? My mom, maybe my dad, (laughs) probably not. My aunt will watch it. Like, so we started to think like, how can we build an audience of people that would want to see it? And Natalie's boyfriend actually had this great idea of like, you guys should, like a long time ago, you guys should do a show where you try stuff for the first time. And like, we'd circled back on that idea because now we're both like, you know what? We don't have acting careers. So it's not like, it's like ruining your acting careers doing YouTube content, and that wasn't even—it's not even a thing anymore. So you know, let's just let's just do that. And so there has been no training except for watching other YouTube videos on yeah. how to operate machinery. <laughs> and here we are making Kool-Aid pickles. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is so proud. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I mean. The start of the YouTube channel, but what's the origin story of uh, Natalie and Tara coming together? You got you got this one. Or you want me to get it? I, I just talked a whole lot. I think it's okay. Uh, Tara, it's kind of my story too. I mean, you were there, but I, mean, I was there. But, like you, you drive the story more than I do. Uh, we Tara and I had some mutual friends, and I was in an improv group with one with them, and they used to do this thing where they had um, improv parties. Same. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to interject with jokes, though. <laughs> so you, we would go to their house, and and the improv group, it was kind of rehearsal, but other people would be there, and everyone would drink, and, you know, and it wasn't really that much fun. And Tara was there one night, and we ended up, the two of us, like, stuck in the kitchen because we didn't want to play this game anymore, just getting <laughs> drunk on Jack Daniels, probably. Oh, uh, like and you talking, do. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about, you know, comedy, and somehow we started talking about Monty Python. And I am, I at the time was doing a show called Monty Python. It's an all-female cast 
doing Monty Python sketches. And I came into rehearsal like a week later, they had just started. And my director, and I don't even remember the middle of this conversation. Like my director says, where's your friend? And I was like, what friend? He said, you said you had a girl who wanted to be in the show. And I said, I, I don't, I don't know. She didn't audition. He's like, well, I trust you. (laughs) I was like, okay. And so I don't even know Tara's name at this point. (laughs) I have to call my improv friend and say that girl that I was talking to in the kitchen, can I get her phone number? (laughs) It was just so not Natalie to call for something like that. And then I called her up. I cold called her. I was like, Hey, I talked to you in the kitchen. I don't know if you remember me. And I said, there's a part in this show. If you want to come and then I don't know what you did. I yeah, <laughs> I went back I, inside and rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> I bailed on a camping trip that trip that weekend. I was supposed to go camping that weekend. And I bailed on. It. I was like, nope, never mind. I'd rather go. I'd rather go be in the show. That's yeah. that's my only memory of it. And then the fun. Should have gone camping. <laughs> I know, right? And then I wouldn't have to deal with you every day. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't be making Kool Aid pickles, right? Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> talk to me when we cut our bangs in a couple of weeks, and then I'll talk about how much I like Natalie. <laughs> I mean, you keep seeing those videos of of people just like doing their hair on, on their own while they're in quarantine, and just immediately crying. And I just feel like, why? Oh. Why does anybody do that? Well, we're because we're about to join them. Oh, we're gonna join them. <laughs> it's not gonna end well, and we're about to join those people. Uh, so. You talked a little bit about, uh, you know, making your short films. How many have short films have you made at this point now? Well, two, two. two, two solid short films and then many, many sketches. Right. But like two that we consider short films. Uh, we were in the middle of our next one when <laughs> we had a date to film. We had to cancel a film date. Uh, so we got one in the can ready to film, like halfway done that it's like, I mean, one written and all that, that it's like, soon as we get back, we can start, you know, start going, but yeah. 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 And we have one that's kind of ready to roll after that. That's like a little bit behind the other one, but like immediately we can fire off and do the next one. Mm -hmm. So back to back, we're hoping to go back and do them real fast. Hopefully. So when you're on the short film festival though or was it a film festival or was it short film festival uh they're both, both? normally okay. they're, I mean, they're, there's there's bunches but there's some of them are just film festivals that they accept short films as well um and some are just for short films now how did you feel going into that for the first time as a as the film creator as, a, as opposed to an actress or an actor oh <laughs> i felt like the biggest fraud like they're like, and the filmmaker, and I'm like, I'm not a filmmaker. Like I'm, I just, I know, I'm not, no, I didn't feel like. It did take you a year, at least the second well, film. It was after the second film that you went, okay, I'm a filmmaker, you yeah, know, sure. but yeah, yeah. well, and then yeah. like, like, like I want to be like, yeah, I'm a proud female filmmaker or whatever, but I just, I, I don't feel like I ever, I may never feel like I have enough <laughs> real experience to like truly be confident with that, but sure aren't you you doing an interview tomorrow about being a filmmaker that's why i'm so nervous about it and that's why i'm like can other people who are actually filmmakers please come in the chat and help me because i'm nervous i'm nervous about it like i just don't as many times as we do a q a as many times as we go and do a thing or like as many times as we've done like uh, I've done like Skype interviews with people and like help them with their filmmaking and answer their questions and send them my spreadsheets and all that stuff like I just know I'm never going to really feel 
I'm always going to feel like a little bit of a fraud in that world, you know, because I just. I think that's just true of who we are as people anyway. Like I noticed that if I go to, you know, someone's, when I ever go to Justin's family's house, I always go sit with the kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 39 year old woman and I go sit with the kids. I just, I just, you feel like a fraud in an adult you world. Sit, you're at like Thanksgiving and you just kind of assume that you're sitting at the kid table. So you start walking that way with your glass of wine, your plate of food. And they're like, Natalie, Natalie, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to go take my seat at the kid's table. No, Natalie, you're at the adult table. No, I'm at the kid. No, Natalie, come sit at the adult no, table. They don't Slowly slink over there. <laughs> sit they, down with the adults. They don't stop me. They let me sit with the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Natalie. She's sitting there with them. That's where she belongs. <laughs> well, Terry, you can definitely use this as your dress rehearsal for your interview tomorrow, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Coming into that as into that festival or into that part of your career, did you feel like you, either one of you had to um, come at it a different way since you were not just acting, but you were also the filmmaker, the creator, or was it just because you're, you're making art, you're making content, stuff like that, it's, it all felt the same anyways, other than feeling like a fraud? I wore a lot of blazers. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel very official. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think like because we were so entrenched in the process of making these films that you do feel a bit of like ownership over them. And they're a bit like, like I'm not having kids, I'm having short films. Like I just feel like I know all the ins and outs to them. So it was a little more comfortable when it came time to actually start asking questions like, oh yeah, I do know the answer to that yeah. thing. And you just, when you're an actor, sometimes you you don't feel as much ownership. Like as an actor, I'm like, yeah, I didn't do anything hard. I didn't do the hard thing. I just, I showed up last. I left early. I got fed. Everyone treated me extra super nice, but I couldn't, I couldn't answer you questions about the film. But like as a, as the, the filmmaker, like, you know, so, you know, every bit of it. So it does help when you're doing, when you're in that world, like you're, pre you're prepared, you know? And I don't even do the hard part still. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I do. I'll, I'll, I'll write. I'll act. I'll wardrobe. I'll decorate. And I'm not doing any of that producer stuff. Well, you, That's can, all. You, you get in there on the hard conversations and yeah. have to do the hard talks. You're there for that. Um, you just don't realize you're doing it. <laughs> you, guys, you guys trick me into it. We're tricking you into it. Jason and I get together like, how can we get Natalie involved in this part? Yeah, but there's no world that you're not giving you're not gonna like give up those big creative decisions. control no yeah, i want to be part of all the creative parts yeah it's the part you, you that has don't math wanna, you don't want to talk signatures. about spreadsheets you don't want to look at the paperwork <laughs> and you don't want to have to deal with the the uh parking debacle of 2007 no, no. <laughs> no. Part. <laughs> you don't want to figure out where we're going to park all the honey wagons. That's not in your purview. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any one particular obstacle that you came across, either one of you, that you just did not know was going to be a thing that you'd have to deal with? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> all of it. Uh, you know, the one thing that we're like, we're a we're slowly tiptoeing toward and learning is all the ins and outs and rules of distribution. Like that's a whole new ball game that is very, so much more serious than anything else we've dealt with. And so much more paperwork heavy and intense and laws and rules. And like, 
we've gone to a couple of panels about it and we're trying to learn as much as we can, but it's definitely like not something I ever thought I would have to learn. And it's, uh, it makes my mind feel melties. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the same thing as financials. Like, you know, you start to do the channel for funsies and then you're like, I'm going to bankroll a film. And you're like, wait, how am I going to wait? Money has to have an account. There's a, we must have contracts <laughs> together. Boy, that involves lawyers. Yeah. We're learning all like, we're learning all that big girl stuff now. And it's, uh, kind of a lot. I had a thought and I just lost it. Oh, it's gone. Goodbye, thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was about things we're learning. Oh, you know, the other thing I never thought I'd have to remotely understand or even learn, and this is probably because of the generation I'm a part of, is I never thought I would ever have to understand analytics, algorithms, programming, and how to work on my social media stuff. And that's been stuff that we've been diving into a little bit more and more with the channel. Like, Natalie is the the charts and graphs wizard as far as looking at our analytics for the channel and trying to interpret that information that we're getting from YouTube and understanding what that means and how to make program dis- programming decisions in the future. And then it's I've been- It's a doku puzzle, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I've been messing with the algorithm a lot as far as like YouTube and Instagram and figuring out like what makes it happy even though they say there is nothing that makes it happy. And that's been kind of my little puzzle that I'm playing with every day, trying to figure out how to make all that stuff kind of work. And that's not something I ever thought I would have to learn. And sometimes I'm still adverse to like social media pictures you have to take. Like I'm just (laughs) not that person. I've never learned how to pose for a camera, but it is super fun to try and mess with the machine. Yeah. The, the algorithm that, dictates our lives at this point <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that keeps advertising me this this brush that i want now this hair drying brush that i now have to have it's been <laughs> advertised to me seven times already i know earlier this week i just happened to look at a company off of my instagram that advertised um screen printed like scarf bandana things so that i could oh. you know, have a mask at work and now that's the only thing I see on all my social media yeah, is advertising. It's amazing. Wow. Yes, yeah. If you click on one ad one time just out of curiosity, you will get an onslaught, which means be very careful with those wish ads. You're like, what the heck am I looking at? What kind of body is this? And you click on it, and now you're going to see nothing but that disturbing photograph for like a month. Yeah, Tara, I've seen. I've seen it. It's gotten weird. I have to resist the urge to figure it out, <laughs> screenshot it, and send it to people and go, what is this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not clicking on it. <laughs> no, I can't touch it. <laughs> so I, uh, on little, I don't know, on one of your videos, the, your Wayne's World uh, sellout <laughs> parody video, like at the very end when you're the, the meta meta part of it all, uh, you could see in the background there's the... It looks like a bunch of calendars, dry erase calendars on the wall. Oh, yeah. I, and I, yeah. Immediately when I saw that, I was like, ah, ah, that's planning. That's like all the <laughs> the analytic, analytics and stuff like that, or at least scheduling. So I was like, oh, that looks so familiar. <laughs> I know what's yeah. funny about that one is that that was fake. 
Really? <laughs> yeah, because it was in the it was January, and Tara had just put up the new calendar, and there was nothing on it. It was this huge white wall, and so we ran through and put down first everything we could think of because we didn't want just fake stuff up there. So we went through all the dates throughout the year that we already knew, and then we're like, "Well, maybe I'll go to the ranch this weekend," and we start putting up. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to figure out like what could hypothetically happen in the future. We did not put quarantine on there, which would have changed yeah. the look of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No but kidding. That is how we. As it, that is how we uh, do our calendar. Tara yeah. has the master wall calendar that we have to, when we get together to schedule the next month, we have to sit there and stare at the wall. <laughs> like move post it. They're like, lately we've only been able to use the Google Docs and your calendar now, which makes my wall, defi- my, it's not incorrect right now. It's totally defunct because I'm too lazy to get up there and change it right now. Right. But yeah, usually we're up there. I'm up on a ladder moving post-it notes around while we discuss the future. And then my whole life is planned for me. <laughs> I mean, is there is there some kind of security in knowing that, or is it more screaming into the void? <laughs> it's nice that I don't have to think so hard. Okay. Like when we travel, Natalie does all the travel plans and tells me what the weather's like and like what probably what I should wear. And it's really <laughs> nice not to have to think, which is yeah. Great. I become I become her assistant on that. I send her a, <laughs> I send her an entire breakdown, the weather for each day, you know what what we have planned, what our uh, obligations are, and what what the, what the dress code is for those obligations. <laughs> we plan out our wardrobe in advance. We send pictures back and forth of the full spread of clothes because you know red carpets require that we look good together since all of them are together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole coordinated effort, and then all the filming that we do while we're traveling as well so that's something the calendar is 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 everything everything that has to do with either the channel or filmmaking or traveling and stuff like that like i assume it's six months in advance or is it a whole year the whole year is up there tara and i take care of we 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 schedule our filming a month out okay um so we always know what we're doing for the next month and we already have one month behind us is where we where we normally are. Um, if we found that if we schedule any further out, it, it changes inevitably. Like something quarantines happen. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's no point in trying to schedule yeah. more than a month out. Now, there's big things like if we know we're going to this film festival, we'll put it on there. Um, and then also any, you know, you know, so-and-so's wedding. I know I'm going to be out of town that week. So we'll put that up there. Like, you know, Tara went to um, Ireland for three weeks mm-hmm. last year. Last year? Yeah, last year. Last year. And so then it was a good opportunity to, for me to do other things as well. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like try like coordinate those those vacations so that we we just rotate our lives around each other. Our, <laughs> our, Basically. My, our, my boyfriend, her husband hate us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does the utter entity in your life determine for my life? Can I have a special dinner with you tonight? No, you're like, great. All right. I'll see you when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so how much do you usually, or how much do you usually have like in the can at any one point as opposed to, I mean, obviously now it's different with, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. everything that's happened. And, but you said you had a month earlier. Yeah. Is that what, is that usually what's, uh, it's planned ahead? Yeah. It's, it's normally a month's worth of content. Um, that being, you know, the, the, we put an episode out every Friday and then oftentimes do a bonus every Monday. So we'll have those, all of that a month's worth normally. Yeah, we try. We try. We learned very early on that not doing that leads to very stressful, like, what are we going to do feeling? So getting ahead of ourselves. And then also we, we learned, we try to get too far ahead once, 
And we burned a couple of episodes because they just didn't work or they weren't relevant anymore. So we learned not to get too far ahead of ourselves because that episode may never actually make it. So it's like a delicate balance between too far ahead and too far behind. So at this point, do you have like episodes that are just on the cutting room floor, so to speak, like that will never see the light of day? There's like three that that happened with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just we did a Harry we did a Harry Potter pub crawl that no one ever saw. Well, that was because it was a pub crawl. (laughs) I think the lesson there was don't do pub crawls. (laughs) Yeah, there's been a couple of those. Yeah, there was one. There was one beauty hacks one that we were just didn't. I don't remember why, but it just kind of felt flat. Yeah, it felt flat. Yeah. Yeah. So just the idea that the, what the the content though was just just wasn't up to snuff. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. It was <laughs> yes. It was boring. And then we had to scramble because we didn't quite have enough to fill the gap at the time. Is that what happened? And while we started, uh, I don't I remember. Think so. I feel like that's right. I don't know. It was that was a long time ago. Yeah. Years ago. You must have been doing this for years. For years with an S at the end. I went I went to our, our big external hard drives to go look for some old footage the other day and I'm like, wait, how far back was this? Two thousand and what? And I have to right? go further and further back into externals, like, oh my goodness, is a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> how how important do you feel it is to uh to stay on a regular um release schedule, like for people to see your content like every friday is what you said uh that's what we were told that that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) and and we did it and it seems i mean i can't we didn't not do it so i don't know that that it would have been different if we had released you know just once a week and it'd be whatever but uh everything we were were told all the advice we were given was that once a week, if people can get uh, know when it's going to be out, they'll come and look. But that's not how I do YouTube, so I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I it is the common advice that you're given, and I I think consistency is is a good thing in a way. But that consistency can be relevant to what you do. Like it doesn't have to be every week. It just has to be like some kind of like regular pattern and some instead of something erratic once a month may not be enough to really gain a momentum but like every every six days could be enough every five days every three days like I hear many people like I put on a new video every three days which sounds like craziness but also <laughs> like there is that bit of consistency so like it seems to be working like we have had a couple people when we didn't put a video out go hey where's the video today yeah. And I write them and go, oh, hey, no, here's what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So, and we do, we do a live stream once a week at noon on Thursdays. So we, we always update people like, okay, so the episode tomorrow is at noon, da, 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 da. So they know it's coming and they're looking for it. Okay, there isn't going to be a bonus on Monday. There will be a bonus the next Monday. So that like pattern, I think people well, enjoy. I was going to say, I will say that we do get a lot of views in that first hour. And I don't think it's just because it pops up. I think I people think so. Yeah, I think it must be that people. I mean, it must be that pe- those people are. Yeah, they're oh, starting hey, to expect, It's yeah. noon on Friday. Let's go see what Natalie and Tara's video. Let's I, go avoid my desk job with Natalie and Tara. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, is, at at this point, is there anything that you haven't tried that you you really want to that you need to get to? 
Oh, so many things. Oh. I had to cancel whale watching. She's so, so upset. upset. We can't catch up with that until the fall now. There's <laughs> so many things. The, the, when we first started doing this show, we started using up ideas, and we started to get worried that we would run out of ideas. And now that we've been doing this show for a long time, I think we're realizing that there is no shortage of things to try. Yeah. And that the, the world has become our oyster. And the only limitations is the limitation of having time to edit it together, to put it out on the schedule. Like that's really the only thing that slows us down from making more content is just that we need time to edit it together and keep the schedule going. And, and right now we're in an interesting position because we had started a thing called... Um, we have, we have an Amazon wish list that is for uh, content for the show that we put out there for our subscribers. If they wanted to send us, like we have a, we have harmonicas and a harmonica book that we need to try. We have a, a glut of stuff that we need to try. Yes. We just can't get together right now and do it. Also, I thought it'd be kind of weird to like try to do harmonica, like, yeah. you know, you're putting your hands <laughs> over your mouth and spitting in this thing. Like it was probably a bad time for learning time harmonica. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. So we have a bunch of stuff from, from subscribers and fans that, that we, we still need to try. It's just getting to it now is our, because yeah. there's only four episodes a month, really, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, we, we run out of stuff. We run out of slots to fill with all the stuff that we have to try and do and things that we genuinely just want to do. Like, we've talked about going surfing before mm-hmm. with our, our friends from the flyboarding episode. Like, there's just, like, well, there's... A, now I'm running out of ideas. Like now I can't think. Of it. Well, skydiving's on the list, but that's a ways off. But, like, yeah, there's that's... so much to try still. That we like... were supposed to go to the safari park. <laughs> I know. I wanted to go see the safari animals. Like there's uh, so much. We wanted to go down to San Diego and do a whole thing. Yeah, the three episodes we had to cancel because of COVID are the safari park, the whale watching, so San Diego, and then learning to drive stick. Yes, that's right. Learning to drive stick. Like, there's just so, when, so much. So when all said and done, we have to do those. Yeah. There was the Dodger tour of Dodger Stadium we wanted to go do, like a little behind the scenes thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just found out that we have friends at the Dearly Departed uh, Death Tours. That <gasps> yeah, I just made friends with them. And they'll that's I bet you can convince them us on a tour of the, the, the spots and stuff. Like, there's just so much that we want to try. There's a million places that are haunted we want to go to. I really want to go to the <laughs> the fake Overlook Hotel and go check, go spend a night in that thing, even though I'm pretty sure it's not haunted. Like, <laughs> the world's our oyster. It's so, and it's so fun because it's made my life so much more enjoyable and so much more fun. And I feel like I have become a less careful person, I think, especially when it comes to food. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate-covered cuttlefish was never on my list. I'll never have it again. But I ate it once. And you could tell people it. you did, but right? I it. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go well, but it's it's there. Yeah. I mean, having too much to do is an okay problem to have, I assume, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it. Better than the alternative. Yeah. Yes. As a main board. Do you do you find because I I as a podcaster uh, and doing other shows, do you find that the two of you are often like. Uh, don't don't do that yet uh let's let's get a camera and start doing it like because that's what it is with podcasting it's always yes wait stop that thought let's go turn on the microphones oh my god both of those things okay both like tara will tara will call me go did we have any plan to do a sip and paint (laughs) yeah i mean i can't 
What was the thing? I like waited on making macaroons for myself for the first time because we wanted to do a macaroon episode. Mm-hmm. There was something else that I really wanted to try. Well, like we were, pour paint. I went, I yeah. waited on pour paint for a while. We were in Vegas and they had a, uh, a bulldozer, like heavy equipment thing that you could go play around in this playground. I was like, I have, I can't do it, Justin. I have to, <laughs> I have to save that one for Tara. <laughs> He's just like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I can't do this with you. But then we also have that same thing too, where we're, we'll be talking and she's like, oh, why are we not filming this? Stop yes. talking. There's been so many things that have happened off camera that someday we're going to have to get a real film crew in to like film every second, well, almost every second. I really don't <laughs> want to hear our, our in-depth, uh, serious discussions back to us but there's been so many times when stuff has happened off camera that's so funny like the time that we were in were we iowa and we were on a trip and you're trying to do only iowa sites and then we're crossing the bridge and the little the little gps things goes welcome to illinois and we're like oh and I'm sitting so there going, three years I'm later sitting in the passenger side like oh shit I'm trying to turn my my camera back on politely oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny <laughs> so now that you are both uh in self-isolation like everybody else in the country what is it that you've been filling your time with other than creating content Oh, wow. What, what well, is it that you love to geek out about when, it, when I, you're not? I was say, I haven't been able to geek out. Like, I went, <laughs> I left town. I'm in town, I'm, I'm in LA <laughs> right now, but I have spent the last three weeks and I'm about to leave tomorrow morning again and went to Utah and have been up at my ranch. So I have been <laughs> playing with cattle and digging <laughs> digging ditches and cutting cutting wood, um, which is not geeking out. That's not. <laughs> have you have you seen that thing with the girls that like really pretty makeup on and nails? And she's like, I just found out that men aren't gonna love women with sharp long nails anymore. They're not gonna love women with makeup or done hair. They're gonna love farm girls. Farm <laughs> girls. Twenty twenty is your year. They're gonna want a woman who can cook a pie. Who can who can build a family. <laughs> well, that's always been my thing. I never wanted a guy who looked like a lumberjack unless he was going to be able to actually build me a fence and a house. And <laughs> you better, that brawny better, better work. <laughs> and you better have that the skill set to go with that look if you're going <laughs> to. Uh, but outside, I mean, so I haven't been geeking out currently, but I mean, when you Python, were for a bit there, like you had not the flu, but another flu. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had a, a seasonal. <laughs> yeah, you had a you had just a normal one. But my normal geek out is uh, I don't know. Justin and I play some video games. I really like uh, Borderlands. Um, and then I'm a big Python fan. Uh, what am I? What's the last thing that I was geeking out on? I don't even know. I'm watching Ozark right now. Oh, me too. I just started that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it, huh? You're you're geeking out on Tiger King, like everybody. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. I well, I, I'd followed the Tiger King story like a couple years ago when it all when all the the shit first started. Can I cuss? Is yes, that allowed? Yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. When, it, okay. when all this, I should have asked to begin with. <laughs> I'm usually way worse about it. Um, yeah, when all that first started a couple years ago, because I was listening to like murder podcasts and stuff like everybody else, and so I was kind of keeping track. And then he made his his campaign thing and I just I, I saw it on uh last week tonight that was where I first really started hearing about it was when he was trying to run for 
office. And I was like, who is this person? I must delve deeper. And then when it came, all the other stuff started coming out. I was like aware of the case. And so when the documentary came, I was like, oh, I have to see what happened. <laughs> you just said I was watching murder podcasts like everybody else. Yeah. Was, was, like, was everybody watching, listening to murder podcasts? Yeah. I, there, there I was missed that. Thing. Yeah. No, you never will. You No, that's not your, that's not your, you didn't, you didn't listen to it. Like I would listen to forensics files in college. I would just put it on the TV as background noise. Like every night. I like love the sound of forensic files. Like, I don't know why. I was drinking, I think, during this phase. Like, I don't know what other... <laughs> I was not... What are you doing in college? I was home studying with my forensic files. <laughs> I definitely didn't... I don't think I've ever listened to a murder podcast. Yeah, yeah. When all the murder podcasts first started happening, I got I got super into it. Especially when Steven ended up on one of them. I, like, got real in. Because, like, oh, Steven, I love him so much. So that was a... I couldn't resist... Um, and then podcasts that got big. So I think like I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been like, we've been so knee deep in figuring out how to, how to continue to work that even though I'm not working my night job anymore, I feel like I'm working more hours in a day to figure out how to keep things rolling and just learning all the technology on streaming and stuff. But cause we were trying to figure out how to make, we've got a, a live show coming up next week which is into the geeky realm of we're doing a live streaming show of um, uh, a princess bride, which is a, oh. is a, a live drinking game. Mel, talk about yeah, that. When the, when the world is really happening, I have a show called a drinking game and we do a, a live stage reading of an eighties or nineties movie turned into a drinking game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to try to do a stream one of it. Yeah. <laughs> so figuring that out has been taking a lot of time. And because of that, like, a bunch of our friends that do D&D, uh, one of our past episodes, we did D&D with uh, Omar Najam, and he and I were chit-chatting about doing D&D, and I was just asking, like, what are all the D&D people doing now? Like, you guys get to, like, get together on Zooms and stuff? He's like, oh, not really. He's like, well, let me host you guys. Let's do, a, let's do a Zoom D&D. It's just something dumb and stupid. So we all got together and did one, and he was like, let's do something light and, like, not normal. He's like, well, you pick the theme. I was like, well, then I want a Rick and Morty-themed uh, D&D game. So we did that one night, and it was so much stupid fun. And just not <laughs> – I don't think we're following the rules. And I don't think I could keep with D&D rules. But I do like the part where I get to, like, decide to kill things or <laughs> be a character or, like, do fun stuff. I love that part. So we we did it and had so much fun. We're like, well, let's make a let's like stream this. Like, why don't we just make a show out of it? So we just started doing. We're calling it uh, off day campaigns, and we're live streaming ourselves once a week doing D and D games that are like. I think next week is Ghostbusters. We're gonna D and D through through Ghostbusters. Like they're not not your usual campaigns, and it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty silly. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I I'm lucky enough that every person I've ever played D and D with is never stuck with the 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 rules as rules it's more guidelines so i always thought that was the best you know like yeah it doesn't say i can do backflips and then you know shoot a arrow while standing on someone else's shoulders but if i rolled it right then we're good (laughs) yeah see i'm all about and omar like makes up rules for us like there's this he has this rule that if like because you can like apparently attack someone for forever and slowly chip away at them and that's boring after a while he's like after after three attack attempts and you don't hit it, then environmental takes over 
and that's that's that how environmental we're, role and this environmental thing, yeah. role and so like we just it's like the pirates of the caribbean rule i think or something like that we're like <laughs> we just skip all the boring stuff let's get to the fun and i i love that we're just like eh, i don't like that rule let's do what we want let's focus <laughs> on what makes this stuff fun so yeah. that's been that's been really fun and I just sit in the comments section and yell about stabbing people. I love it. <laughs> somebody stab somebody. I like the, you guys, they came up with this drinking game. Like, let's drink every time they don't stab somebody. <laughs> I, I, got, I got the chat room drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to go visit the tax man first. We owed money on the 500 gold pieces from the, from the previous adventure, okay? <laughs> You can't stab the tax guy. Yes, you can. <laughs> there are no rules. In I mean, you can stab anybody. It depends on how adventurous you are, I guess. Yeah. How, how you roll. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like, uh, Natalie, you like to turn a lot of things into drinking games with, uh, with that. So what That's what she nerds out about. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can add drinking to, I'm all in. What exactly is the the script reading and 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 uh, drinking game like? How does that work? Like, is it drink every well, time someone says something? Well, because yeah, because when we when we do the show live, um, obviously you can't have most people when they do drinking games. It's off of visuals when they're watching movies, but we can't do that. So it's we pick words out of the script, and I have a bell there, and mm. every time, so like Princess Bride, every time some inconceivable true love. There's like four different words that I pick out, and every time they're said. Ding, uh, you know, cast an audience drink. But we also drink when our names are said in a line of dialogue. So, you know, Wesley Dread Pirate Roberts gets very drunk. <laughs> every we have to we have to like let Wesley know, like just pace yourself, Sip. take your time, <laughs> sip, <laughs> lots of water in between. <laughs> I hope there's like a, a, a you know finish your drink if someone says the title of the movie like in oh. their dialogue because that's always bad <laughs> oh man we uh, i don't think we've ever had we've had one situation during karate kid where i made them chug beers and <laughs> it was instead of instead of the fight at the end because we can't do it we're just reading scripts i was like nope you have to do you have to chug beers each <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so funny yeah it's the last so what what made you come up with that particular one? Like what 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 are, I guess what what titles have you done so far? And like what? No, you don't have to do all of them, but no, some of the well, fun ones. Saying, it started because Tara and I were backstage of doing another show that we had done a live show, and we heard someone rehearsing like Clerks in the other theater. And oh we yeah. Were, we were like, you can put up anything that people know the, the the words to. People will go to see anything. And I was like, yeah, yeah, some drinking, and and then <laughs> yeah. we were like, wait a minute. Well, and I do that. I had just gone to go see Point Break Live, which yeah. was such a good time. This show, they do just Point Break, and they always bring up a different person to play the Keanu Reeves role. And they like they have the script for him on cue cards. And there's a, a girl that goes around and does the cue cards and puts him where he needs to be for the show. And it was such a good, rowdy, raucous time. Everyone getting together, knowing this movie so well. And like throwing things at the crowd, and the crowd, water spraying everywhere, yeah. drinking. I mean, it was so much fun. I was like, "There's got to be a way to do that, mm -hmm. but better, not better, but no, not like, better." But... Yeah, no, no, that show is amazing. But there's yeah. got to be a way to do that, but like something different every time. Yeah, we do. We, we do a different show every month. We've done Princess Bride, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Goonies. Uh, you know, everything from Willy Wonka 
to um, Shaun of the Dead. You know, you're just all over the place. Yeah. And what's what, what's one of the ones that you've loved the most? Well, Princess Bride is a, is just a classic. Yeah. Like it goes over really well. Clue is really fun to do. I love um, Clue. Isn't it? Ah! It's just perfect, and the script is so good for you know just reading too. Some of them are hard. We did um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh. And that was a hard one to do on stage, but it was fun because I because I also do all the props and everything, which are not many, but I bought tons and tons and tons of gold coins like pirate coins. And every time like a coin situation would happen, I would just throw them <laughs> into the air. Like, there were just coins. Every- and we'd given some to the audience too. So now they're chucking coins at us. Yeah. It was it's so much fun. So fun. Oh my God. And TV Herman, we have a- one of the guys come out in a giant T-Rex costume. Like oh, look at Jurassic Park. Yes. Oh my God. It was amazing. You built, you built the time machine from, uh, for Bill and Ted. Uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah, which we, and they used our Bill and Ted costumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's such a good time. To get a little inside baseball on that, what what is it? Do you have to like apply for the rights or pay for the rights to do those things? Uh, or do we not need to talk about that? <laughs> um, we, we, it's, I think it's, we, we were pretty sure it falls under parody. Okay. We don't, we're not quite doing we're adding our own commentary and there are our own things and you know yeah there's lots of ad-libbing and joking around and you know and and we and and i think part of it that that ends up being you know our saving grace is that we just do one and then we're done yeah like we're not you know we're never we're, we're not trying to get you know get rich off of princess bride we just you know no it's purely for the love of the the fandom and and it just adjusts enough door to cover making it the next time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, I think we're, we're technically it's, you know, a parody because yeah. of the amount of other stuff that we add to it. But yeah, 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 for sure. There's so much, there's so much else going on that, that has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> that's like social commentary and yeah. dumb, dumb prop jokes. And, you know, we, 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 we fall into that category. So getting into that and, and also what you talked about contracts earlier, is that is that something that's always in your forefront, like the legal side of, of content creating um, or at least on the back burner? Well, I mean, there's it, it, there are in in some elements like uh, I, I do costuming as as well. I mean, sometimes I do costuming and you, you know not to use logos. So we automatically just avoid them. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a big Dodger fan, but I've never worn my Dodger cap on. I mean, like once we did a baseball one and I wore my Dodger cap on camera. Like I just automatically don't wear logos just because we know it can cause an issue some other time. And the same thing, we never use any music that's not copyright free on the, we, not anymore. We, we have. <laughs> we, we did in the beginning when it. Yeah, when we didn't understand, but now we yeah. are very well aware of that. As far going as far as we did, um, we did we tried sweating to the oldies one time. Like that was one of our episodes, and we realized we can't use any of the music in it. So we had to go through and find YouTube songs that were oldie similar, and then do sweating to the YouTube oldies. <laughs> like, so I mean, there are things that we are constantly keeping in consideration, but not like. We haven't gotten as far as to like think about what posters are behind us, which okay. technically you would have to, you know, uh, if you really wanted to like go down all the rabbit holes. But mm-hmm. and when uh, when you're coming up with 
new ideas for new things, you know, what is it that inspires you the most? What, where does the inspiration hit? Is it always just something different? Is it just whatever's that day? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, we normally will do a, we'll sit around. I mean, like for the try stuff, it's sitting around in us, you know, we, we need one cooking one. We need one, you know, like, and we'll kind of like rattle through those things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to making like content, when it's, you know, creative side of it, I do think, well, like right now with this music parody thing, it's just, I hear a lyric and it comes out in quarantine and, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, I'm writing that one right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, writing do, wise. We yeah, do do a thing where we sit down and like, we go, all right, tonight is idea generation night, which we haven't done in a while. We kind of owe ourselves one, but we, we literally sit down at a bar with a couple of Jack and Cokes with a notebook and sit there and just like start chit chatting about stuff. And we wind up coming with up with like, pages of ideas of just dumb concepts and stuff that like half of them we'll never get to though they're brilliant in my mind like we have so many script i like the seeds of ideas that i would love to visit we just can't do to time so that's kind of like our our way of coming up with stuff sometimes yeah so you that's i mean that's interesting like what is it that is the criteria criteria for uh culling ideas like you have a whole page out of a notebook or a few pages of a notebook of ideas and now you're like okay well what is it that this one isn't going to make it to the final line we've had some where we've started them and you just realize you hit a roadblock and you're like i can't we have uh, specifically we're we're actually rewriting now with someone else we brought someone else in to work on a script called evil teddy which is we love we, we, mm-hmm. it was, it was based off a sketch we had done years ago and we wanted to make it into a feature, but we started to write and we just kept coming into this roadblock and it became a joke between us. Like, <laughs> we're like, we can't move on until we decide why Teddy is You're, evil. Yeah. <laughs> and so it ended up getting backburnered, 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 you know, and then we brought someone else in to work with the, on the project with us. And the first day was, they went, Teddy is evil because of such and such. And we went, Oh there we go. Let's Great. go. And then, and then it all starts to move again. But yeah. uh, a lot of times, whatever we work on is the one that we feel like we can in the moment. Like, which one everyone's giving us inspiration in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, turns out we wrote a, a web series. It's like, I'd say half done called Turns Out about, ironically, uh, two women stuck together in the apocalypse. And they're in a bunker and they don't know what's happened or why it's happened. They just know they've been down there for a couple of months and they're driving each other nuts. And so they finally break out of the bunker to find out what's going on in the world, which is the apocalypse. But now, like, that was the one that we were really, we were really hot to write for, like, the last year. We've been working really diligently on it and we're making good headway with it. And we, we had said to each other in January, we have to make this happen now we have to be filming this by the top of next year at the latest. And we have to figure out all the, all the, the money and all that stuff as soon as possible. And now the apocalypse has happened <laughs> and everyone's going to have an apocalypse story. Aww. And we're, so it, it may be one of those situations where we wind up like shelving it for another 10 years, which means then we can't play the roles anymore because it'll be too yeah, old. Can, it, can be, write it? it can be 50 year olds that are in the- <laughs> That's right. You <laughs> write it. So it's still us. <laughs> we'll make all those changes. But yeah, like it's, you know, like we, we, we're working on this idea for a long time and then something happens and it kind of slows you down. Like Imagine My Friends, which was our first short film, we had written it in 2008, I want to say. We tried to make it ourselves. We realized we didn't have 
the the filming abilities to make something as good as we wanted to. We made two episodes. They were all right. We shelved it and sat on it for years. And then we met uh, Jason Brown, who wanted to be our director, gave him the script. He loved it. We rewrote it a couple of times because we showed a bunch of people and like got a bunch of notes. Rewrote it, rewrote it, rewrote it into something else entirely, into a short film, and then made that one. And then after that, we both, well, Natalie was like, hey, we really should make something sooner rather than later. Let's pull one out of the archives from our one-man show. Uh, sorry, our, we, we did a live stage show, the two of us together, and we called it Natalie and Tara, a one-man show. It's a, it's a word joke. <laughs> 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 but we pulled, one, we pulled one out of the archives. It was like one of our favorites called Panic Button and figured out how to make that into a short film. So it's just like, it's like opportunity plus what we're really interested in plus, you know, we finally got over whatever hurdles we were facing at the time kind of propels that project forward. Okay, so... Natalie earlier talked about, uh, you know, being a big fan of, of Monty Python. And obviously you guys did the quarantine lumberjack parody. What would you say both of you, uh, would be your, um, style inspiration? What, what is it in your, in your past that, you know, really, uh, shapes your style? What was that? (laughs) That's my husband walking through the room, tripping over all the cords that connect my computer to the to the world. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm I'm big into British comedy in general. Um, the 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 common ground I think that we both have found are Python. uh, We loved Psych. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead, like. That, that's where we find our common ground. So I think, not that we necessarily have the same type of comedy preferences, but that's where we both find enough common ground to be able to write together. And that's the kind of stuff we end up, end up working together on. Um, yeah, but I, I, like, I like that straight man farce, you know, situation that happens with anything John Cleese is in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of my Python trying to think of what like I still get like even though this is not comedy at all like I love Fight Club like the aesthetic of Fight Club the look of it like I really like a lot of visual stuff I do a lot of uh a lot of our artwork and our thumbnails and stuff so I get really taken in by like Instagram right now has this visual component to it that like I find very inspiring those stark white backgrounds and poppy colors and fonts I I geek out about fonts all the time and find the right font for something so I'll go, I'll go down a rabbit hole about like the Deadwood font and the style of Deadwood and the look of Deadwood and like, just kind of like get a little obsessed over one thing for a bit. So it's always kind of changing right now. It might be Dolly Parton again. I don't know why. <laughs> not not <laughs> a bad thing to go back to. <laughs> huh? Is it not a bad thing to go back to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Psych is getting another movie coming out on the Peacock TV. And if everybody yeah. saw that. Do they have a release for that now? The June, June, July, yeah. somewhere around there is Peacock's coming out, and I just they just released released a bunch of trailers today for oh, everything that's going to be. Yeah, coming. I haven't seen so it. So there's no. a Psych Two trailer on there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, one last question before I let you go. Um, what was what would be the one piece of advice you would give to anybody else that's coming up that would love to, you know, somewhat follow in your footsteps, so to speak? I have tiny feet. Don't follow in my footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, and she's a terrible foot <laughs> actress. <laughs> um, uh, well, I think the, the advice that we've we, we've given this one a couple times is that you know the rules are are don't you don't have to adhere to the rules. 
Like they're there and they, and they're helpful. But if, if you understand them, do what feels best. Like we, when we were first starting out, people were giving us, every single person gave us advice that our episodes were too long. And we were like, we can't tell our story in under 10 minutes. I mean, we've gotten out of control. Sometimes our episodes are 30 minutes at this point. But uh, so we were trying so hard to fit inside this mold that didn't, didn't work for us. And I'm glad that we had decided that it wasn't going to work. Because if we would have tried to stay inside that mold, we would have, it wouldn't have, we would have fallen apart. We, yeah. Well, so, and, now, and now come to find out the algorithm doesn't care about the percentile of the video you watch. It's about the number of minutes someone watches. So if your episode is longer, the chances of someone watching more of those minutes is actually higher than wow. if you put out a two minute. It's a whole, like we just kind of lucked into the right answer. Mm-hmm. Like just like when everyone was making, we, we've always done comedy. And for a while there, when we were making films, a lot of people were doing more social co- commentary films and, you know, it was like, well, either we jump on this bandwagon and we just keep doing what we're doing. We're like, eh, just, just keep doing what we're doing. And eventually we might be right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's being true to yourself and then being consistent with that because yeah. there is, um, I think, the biggest problem that, I mean, actors in general, when they move to L.A. or um, content creators is that they just they do it for, for the first you know couple of months and it's not as easy as they thought it was and they stop. But there's like this plateau that you hit that you just have to get past. (laughs) When you you hit that wall, you just got to push through it. Uh, Don't don't give up too easy. As Dolly Parton would say, find out what you are and do it on purpose. There you go. Bring it back to Dolly. Is that like being the best Danny DeVito you can be? That's my new best Danny DeVito. How dare you, woman? (laughs) But I would say like the one thing I do notice with with people is that they give up. they, They think it's a great idea and then they give up when it gets a little hard and and i think finding a thing find a thing that you really want to delve into and just keep going and make yourself push through the part where it's like not as fun because that's why most most things don't come to fruition or become what they could be because you you stop too soon now it's not always wrong to give up on something sometimes it's the best thing to give up on something because you'll find something better but like with this show, we've learned like we don't want to do this every day. And there's many times that we were both over it and we both call each other and go, I don't want to play today. And we both realize we just have to keep doing it despite the fact that we're not in the mood that day. And just mm-hmm. persevering through those feelings is hard. But that's, I think, one of the key components to, to really not finding success, but finding yourself happy within it. Yeah, but sometimes you just have to take a break and go get sushi instead. hundred <laughs> percent. But how many times have we suggested to each other in the middle of filming, let's quit and go get sushi? Once. <laughs> we, we, we request it all the time. And then we never, time. But we never do it. Yeah, we one time. It. One time did we quit that day and go get sushi. <laughs> that's, that's strength right there. That's all it is. That's strength. Okay, Natalie and, Cher- and Tara is the YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. for when you try stuff and you put out your, uh, your skits, um, do you have other channels? Is the drinking game channel also? No, that's, that's almost always live. Okay. It's only <laughs> I mean, on stage. This will be a one-time thing. Tara's got her new off, off day campaigns. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That, yeah. Off day campaigns. That'll be its own channel. And, ha- huh? 
Is oh, that no. how you find it, Tara? Yep, that's how you find it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Try it. Well, because there's such a glut. If you tr- if you write in the words off day campaigns right now, the SEO is not in our favor. So I was like trying oh. to figure out a good way for you to find it. But <laughs> yeah. if you do off off day campaigns and then put my name in, Tara, I'll make sure the SEO is there so it turns up. There Look you at go. me. I learned about SEO. <laughs> <laughs> is there other social medias that you'd like to give out? It, you don't have to if you don't want to. You can't have any. <laughs> you can't have our secrets. Yes. Uh, no, of course. Uh, on Instagram, we are Natalie and Tara. Uh, on Facebook as well, Natalie and Tara. Um, if you want to email us, that is a Gmail account. It's Natalie, letter in Tara at gmail.com because it's the only one I couldn't get that handle at. <laughs> you need to email that person to be like, hey, I, I need this. Buy that. <laughs> How much you want for it? <laughs> Uh, the, uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is on Twitter as Geek Elite Media. Uh, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekelitemedia.com. I just really want to say thank you so much for both of you coming on this show and uh, talking to me because it was very informative and a fun time. Oh, thanks for having us. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having us. But until next time, this is Hey Mitch <laughs> on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. 